I hope you're ready to go deeper because we have a real treat for you today here on the Wild at Heart podcast. I'm Alan Arnold, and it's the week of August 14th. Before I share with you what we're going to offer, let's just pause and give ourselves fully to God right now. Father, we do. We ask you to just bring us into greater awareness of who you are, of how you see us, of how we see you, and of what you're inviting us into right now. Calm our thoughts, calm our hearts. God, we release all distraction, all of the pull of this world, all of the bright, shiny things that clamor for our attention. We let them go right now. And we give ourselves fully to you. Help us rest in your presence, in your goodness, in your kindness, and in your life. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. So friends, we are in week three of a series we call Deeper. It was recorded at a live event in the mountains of Colorado earlier this year. If you have not heard part one and part two yet, I encourage you to go back to the last two weeks and listen to those first. But in today's session, we have Stacy Eldridge, and she's sharing how we can encounter Jesus in the garden of our hearts. Now, she'll be guiding us through some experiences, and you'll want to find a place where you can fully engage. So this is not the kind of podcast you'll want to listen to while you're trying to drive or where there are distractions that are happening as you try to listen. You'll want to go to someplace quiet where you can really just have space and time to soak in this message. And now, here's Stacy. So I'm going to share this morning about encountering Jesus in the garden of our hearts. So that's where we're going to go so that we can be tended and cared for in his presence. There have been many times in my life where I have not just felt frozen inside, but I've been frozen inside or gripped what I call with a, um, a holy dissatisfaction when I needed more, and I knew there had to be more, and I know I share that with you. It's actually a good thing, because then together, we press in and we go deeper. Let's start with Philippians 3.20. Just a little phrase, but our citizenship is in heaven. Definition. Citizenship is gained by meeting the legal requirements of a government. A nation grants certain rights and privileges to its citizens. I really want to highlight this. Certain rights and privileges. Privileges, I think, being the key word. Ephesians 2.6. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. You know that in the heavenly realms, in the spirit, we are seated with Christ Jesus. It is past tense. It is done. 
And we have all the rights and privileges as citizens of heaven to go there. We have the right of admittance. We go there. We're, we're actually seated right next to Jesus, right next to the river of life. So we get to go today again where he dwells to encounter him. I'm just going to be building on and scooping back some of what John has already shared and just, it's, he assures me that repetition is really good. And so we're going to go further in. The fruit of encountering Jesus is to fall more in love with him. That's what happens. Love being the fuel for the flame of our heart, for our passion, for our zeal, for our destiny, for the replenishing of our souls, the refreshing of our spirits, and we need that. And so actually in encountering Jesus, which we want to do and will do, we aren't after the experience, we're after him. He's our prize. Ephesians 1.17 says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may what? That you may know him better. So that you may know him well. I love Hosea 2, verse 6. He says to us, so I will betroth you to me forever in righteousness and justice, in loving kindness and devotion. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness and you will know the Lord. John talked about this word know in the Greek. Here in Hosea, it's the Hebrew word. It has the same meaning. In Hebrew, it's yada, Y-A-D-A. It, you know, there was a relational knowing about someone or something, like John was talking about, you can know about the ocean or you can jump in. To varying degrees, you all know John. You know the passion of his heart. You know that he's a father and a grandfather. You know probably that he loves fly fishing, that he's a bow hunter. I know the contours of his face. I know the nuances of the glance of his eyes. I know the sound of his footsteps. I know what his different laughs mean. I know what makes him laugh. I know what makes him angry. And I know what moves him to tears. I yada, John. And God wants that with us. Now, this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent, to know him like this. This yada knowing. This is life. Yada, it's a personal relational knowledge that becomes the kind of knowing that transforms our hearts and lives so that we love him in return. To know him is to love him. We respond, it's a reciprocal relationship. Yada, what an honor that our God, the creator of heaven and earth, the uncreated one invites us to this intimacy, this kind of knowing. And loving Jesus is our ultimate prize. Having that intimate, close relationship with him, the 
continual unveiling of Jesus Christ to us sets our hearts on fire. And friends, love is an unstoppable force. Beloved friends, we need to know Jesus more deeply than we do. I do. But you know that that kind of knowing does not roll in on a tray. Though love and grace are unconditional, intimacy with him isn't. I'm going to say it again because that kind of rocks my world a little bit. Love and grace are unconditional, but intimacy with him isn't. There are conditions. It takes intention. It takes desire. It takes risk. It takes pursuit. It takes time. It takes a desire that runs so deep, it causes us to move towards him. And yes, our lives do not depend on our intimacy with Jesus. But the quality of our lives, the depth of our souls, the resilience we possess, the beautification of our hearts, the perspective that we have, the joy that we can know, does. You checked in with your heart. So again, how is it? How did you come? Because that is exactly where Jesus wants to meet you. Jesus, Jesus, the champion of your heart. The one who causes crocuses to burst forth from frozen ground, the uncreated one. So we ask him today, reveal yourself, Jesus, and revive our first love. Show us yourself. Romance my heart. Take me deeper. I want to yada know you. And the reason that we can pursue Jesus to know him like this with such courage is because he wants us to. He wants to be known by us. The narrative from Genesis through Revelation is come closer and know me. Come know me. Our God knows us intimately. And he wants us to know him the same way and one day perfectly face to face. He wants us to know the contours of his heart, the sound of his footsteps, the word he chooses. What makes him laugh? What makes him angry? And what moves him to tears? Oh, Tiada him, to know him intimately, meaning in close proximity with him. Because friends, the greening up of our souls happens in the presence of God. Psalm 68, 9, you, O God, sent the reviving rain upon your weary inheritance, showers of blessing to refresh it. He sends it. He sends it to us. He is sending it to us today. May we receive it in all of its fullness to enter into that close encounter with him because in his presence, we fall so deeply in love with him. We come to see more clearly who he is and we come to know more deeply who we are because we are who he says we are, right?
you want to know him more deeply, don't you? You can just nod, like, yes, <laughs> yes, I'm here. Oh, we're invited to. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary. Isaiah 55, 1, come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, not at issue, come, buy and eat. Revelations 22, 17, and let the one who is thirsty come. And we come boldly through the blood of Jesus. We are not held back. God invites us to be with him. And as John was saying, not just in our imagination, but to be with him, with him. For real, with him. And to know him by experience. Remember, Christianity is meant to be experiential, sensory. And one of the ways that we can access the kingdom of God through the prayer of descent is by descending and coming through what I call our first love gate. It is into the garden of our hearts. The first love gate is the way we enter into relationship with him. Everyone's heart has a garden, right? I, mine does, yours does, we all do. And as we live between two gardens, the garden that was and the endless garden that is coming, we get to carry the garden within us. As outposts of Eden, mm, we walk with him in the cool of the day. And the doorway is on the floor, submitted, yielded, in a posture of humility and surrender. Because remember, the goal of the encounter is actually not to have an experience, yes, but we have the experience so that we can know him, love him, so that we can be changed. Because we become what we behold. And we are all in the process of being transformed into the very image of Christ. That's his plan, that's his intention, and it's happening. This morning, I want to invite you to press in to encounter Jesus in this way, in the garden of your heart through um, an extended time of guided prayer. And when I pray, I'm first gonna be praying that the Holy Spirit um, cleanses sanctifies our imagination. You've heard us do that before. Because the first place we see Christ, our entryway, is in our imagination, the theater of our minds, the theater of our hearts. And our imaginations can become polluted by things we read or scenes we've gotten in movies or just the, you know, the bombastic loudness of the world we are living in. So we want them to be cleansed. Cleanse. So we do that. And then as John also mentioned, we get better at this as we practice. So it's so good to practice together. And again, remember that the kingdom of God is very real. So I am praying that he cleanses our imagination. But this isn't fairyland. This isn't pretend. This is real. So we go and we ask God's help. We ask Holy Spirit, who created our hearts, our minds, our senses, our everything. And we stay childlike, expectant, ready to be taught. And it's important that we let go of our agendas, 
of, um, I know, I'm going to go into the garden of my heart, and this is what I'm going to see. Like, just no, just let it go. What we do is we say, God, wherever you want to go, I want to go. Wherever you want to take me, take me. Your servant is listening. You have my yes. And this is why we go again to press in to yada Jesus, to know him by experience, to know him by heart. And because we want to be one of the wise in the parable of the 10 virgins. I'm going to read it again to remind us. Matthew 25. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming. And they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. And Jesus says, therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. It is disruptive parable, to say the least, is it not? They were all waiting. Friends, as Morgan said in a recent podcast, there is something that belongs to us that we cannot share, something we can't give away, which really is contrary to all the other lessons from scripture. If he asks for your coat, give him two. If he asks you to walk a mile, go further. They ask you for oil, no, no. It is ours and ours alone. It is something that we acquire with great intention and sometimes at great costs and it belongs only to us. Oil, so what is this oil? This is our communion with God. This is the depth of our relationship with Jesus. This is our intimacy with him. This is how far we go in the sacred romance. This is our relationship with Holy Spirit. And how do we get it? How do we get it? In focused adoration in setting and choosing to set the gaze of our hearts onto his beautiful face, in sitting at his feet, in worship, in loving him, in communion with our great God, in reciprocal love, 
in close proximity by being with him and encountering him by experience. That's how. That's what we need. Oil that overflows from a heart that has tapped into the wellspring of life that is being continually dispensed into us and through us. Enjoying Christ, loving him, connecting with his presence and enjoying his presence, communing with him in increasing measure is what nourishes us, what will sustain us in this hour and what will prepare us for his return. So we press in. We go deeper. We descend in our hearts. So let's practice. Because it grows as we practice. Let's expand the boundaries of how we have experienced God in the past. So let me lead you in a time of prayer to encounter Jesus in the garden of our hearts right now, laying down any pressure that you have an amazing experience. Maybe you doze. It's all good. (laughs) We're just going to settle in and know that as I speak, I'll be your escort. I'll be your guide. And if Jesus comes in another direction, you follow him. Go wherever he takes you. I'm just here to be helpful. So friends, now take a moment to adjust your body and your seat and come into a position that's restful to you. Maybe some of you need to stretch. Maybe you want to stand or lean against a wall. There's room in some places here to lie down. Just take a deep breath and begin to inhale and feel the breath filling your lungs. To begin, we're going to do a square breathing technique where you're going to inhale now for the count of four. One, two, three, four. Hold. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Hold. Now just take a deep breath and return your breathing to a pace that feels comfortable to you. Just taking the time right now to shift into noticing your breath, feeling your body. You're being intentional in this moment about welcoming rest, welcoming peace, softening your muscles and relaxing into this moment. I invite you to get a vision of yourself resting in God's hand right now. The God who holds the world together holds you. Take a breath, say to your soul, this is who I am. I am a person of rest. The enemy trembles at your ability to rest in Christ. Breathe. So God, here we are, your beloved, ready to meet with you.
We thank you, Father, that your word says that you are always with us. But we confess that the world is fast and loud, and often we are tense and rigid. Our past and our circumstances chase us down and try to convince us to fear and to run, but here we are, God, and we sense your peace. We welcome your shalom. We sense your pleasure and we thank you. Inhale, deep. Exhale, cause to deep. Inhale, deep. Exhale, cause to deep. Come. Holy Spirit now and reset us in the center of your love. Psalm 42, seven, deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. Friends, perhaps today it feels like the waves have knocked you down and swept you off your feet and you feel deep in over your head. May I encourage you that you are even now in the deep places of his love. He sees you and he calls you into the deep. At this moment where you may feel overwhelmed or taken aback, his grace is here to wash over you. Breathe. Inhale, deep. Exhale, calls to deep. Whatever has overwhelmed you is in this moment being washed off of you. See yourself in his care. He's called you into this deep place so that you would know him, yaw to him, be with him, enjoy him. God's waves and his breakers don't harm you. They cleanse you and they refresh you. See yourself beginning to sink into his presence. The deep calls to deep. You are his in the deep. Sink down into your heart. Begin to descend to where Jesus dwells. Feel his presence around you. His voice calls you to trust him. His voice calls you to come to him. Take a moment again to check in to your thoughts and emotions. What are you feeling? Where has your mind been going today? Name it and then give it over to Jesus as you detach yourself from your world. We pray, Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you. Lord, I give everything and everyone to you. 
and you know that we don't always know what we need to release in order to find Jesus in this moment within us. So go ahead and ask him, what do I need to release, Lord? Right now, what is in the way? Release your fears, release your doubts, release all pressure. We're tuning our attention inward. We're shutting out the external world. We are giving the God who lives within us our attention. Ask Holy Spirit to help you tune in. Holy Spirit, help me tune in to your presence within me. Help me become aware of Jesus right here within me. I want to hear your voice. I want to see your face. We pray, Holy Spirit, would you flood my heart with the light of your presence? Jesus, I want to encounter you. I cleanse my imagination with the blood of Jesus that I might see you with the eyes of my heart. We've closed our physical eyes and opened the eyes of our hearts, knowing that Jesus wants to take us into a journey of intimacy into our hearts where he dwells. We sink into your presence, God, within like we are sinking into our most comfortable chair. We breathe you in. We are becoming even more aware of your indwelling presence. Center again into the present moment. If distracting thoughts come in, we just let them flit by, we'll address them later. Ground yourself in the moment so that you can be fully aware, fully immersed in the experience of Jesus's presence right here, right now, be engulfed in his presence. Allow the goodness of who he is to immerse you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. As we focus our attention on his indwelling spirit, we can let go. We don't have to strive. This is not up to us. We can just sink in. This is faith. We let go and we trust that the one who is love, the very source of our life now is welcoming us. His glory, his spirit indwell us and is our peace. See yourself being saturated with love, just saturated. We're shifting our focus to the heavenly realm now where we are seated with him. And now just begin to love Jesus within you. 
I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you. In your own heart, just love him. And ask him to meet you in the garden of your heart. Meet with me, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for the truth of Revelation 3.20. You say, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Jesus, we take you up on that invitation of intimacy right now. And by faith, we turn our gaze towards our door of first love, that door through which we first enter. Imagine a door. Psalm 24. Who then ascends into the presence of the Lord and who has the privilege of entering into God's holy place? We will receive the Lord's blessing and righteousness given by the Savior God. We will stand before God and receive the pleasure of his face. So wake up, you living gateways, you doors, and rejoice. Fling wide, you ageless doors of destiny. Here he comes. The king of glory is ready to come in. Who is this king of glory? He is the Lord of victory, armed and ready for battle, the mighty one, the invincible commander of heaven's hosts. He is the king of glory. Jesus, thank you for our privileged position. So focus on the door again. It will be particular to you. It's something that you love. Jesus, we see it and we see the handle on our side and by faith, we activate Revelation 3.20 and we reach out, we grab onto that handle and we pull open the door of first love and there you are waiting for us. Pause in his presence. We see you, we see you, Jesus, and we just pause on this threshold. And we feel your presence enveloping us, wrapping around us, and we receive that now, sinking deeper into your love. take a moment and we gaze into your face. Perhaps we see you clearly, perhaps just out of the periphery of our eyes and not clearly yet. 
that's okay. We know that your eyes are full of love for us. And we let that pour into us. We receive your wraparound presence. We receive your embrace of love. We feel your shalom, your peace flooding into us. Jesus, we ask now that you would escort us into the garden of our hearts, that place of your embrace, that place of such beauty, our shared outpost of Eden. Walk in with him now. Jesus, show me the garden of my heart. Take a look around. Stay with Jesus. Some of you, he is taking by the hand. Others of you, he's walking in front. And you only want to follow him. His heart is a magnet to yours. Go wherever he leads you. further in. Now find a place where you can sit down with Jesus. Maybe it's on a cliff overlooking the sea. Maybe it's on a garden swing or at the base of a tree. Maybe it's in a field of wildflowers or a love seat that the two of you can sit on together. Find that place where the two of you can simply be together. It's just you and him. What do you see? green is it? How lush? What does it feel like? Do you hear anything? Would you like to take you somewhere else, show you something? If so, go with him. Or perhaps he wants you just to stay and rest. The Lord is my best friend. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. Let his transformational life just flood you. In this space, he ministers to your weary places, to your frozen places, 
your overwhelmed places. Stay with him. Let him speak to you. What does he say? What would you like to say to him? Jesus, we find a rest in your embrace. Friends, just be held as we linger a few moments longer. Now Jesus escorts you back to the door. At the threshold, you turn and gaze, giving a long, lingering look at the lover of your soul and the garden of your heart, and then begin to turn your attention back into this room. Come back into this room, knowing that you can go back there anytime. Jesus is still with you, and you carry the garden of your heart within. Holy Spirit dwells within you now and always. Psalm 16. And he said to me, my holy lovers are wonderful. My majestic ones, my glorious ones, fulfilling all my desires. And we say, because you are close to me and always available, my confidence will never be shaken. For I experience your wraparound presence every moment. My heart and soul explode with joy, full of glory. Even my body will rest confident and secure. For you bring me a continual revelation of resurrection life, the path to the bliss that brings me face to face with you. Jesus, we ask that you would seal this in our hearts. Thank you that you are with us and you are for us. We give you our entire being for the deep joy of walking with you and being with you always. In your beautiful name, we pray. Amen. Deep breath. There. Thank you. Thank you for trusting me with that exercise. It's so good to journal these encounters because we are a forgetful people. After this session, take a few moments and journal what that was like for you at every level or what it wasn't like for you. It's actually also good to keep these experiences to ourselves until God gives us permission to share them and it also increases our faith. And friends, our experiences grow as we practice. We go back to the garden and we find that it's grown. It's different. Or, or perhaps God gives us hope 
in our dailies, and he asks us to take that seed of hope and plant it in our garden, the garden of our hearts, and we go back and see what's grown. The possibilities are actually endless. And in that mysterious endless, we come to know him. What a transformative message from Stacy. Perhaps the kind that you'll choose to listen to again in the next week. There's always more. Jesus always wants to take us deeper. Next week, John will wrap up this series with a final message. I hope you'll join us then.